everybody, welcome to Comics All in Mode, the podcast where we talk about geek culture such as comics, gaming, TV, movies, Marvel, DC, mm. anything under the sun that floats our boat. Welcome to episode yes. two on YouTube, but legacy number episode 47 of oh, wow. the podcast. I'm Russ, and as always, we have Landon. What's up, guys? Well, welcome um yeah this is this is gonna be the second episode that is on youtube we had you know we're 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 plugging away we did have one comment on uh so we'll talk when we actually when we talk about house of dragon we'll shout you out um yeah. that was cool to yeah. hear yeah, <laughs> especially was, because yeah, it cool. was it was not somebody we knew it's like a random person commenting exactly. on our youtube page those are the people that we're trying to reach you know like the the people who don't know about us and you know the yeah. people who do know us are like oh cool you guys have a podcast that's great you guys are also well welcome but like we want new listeners you know we want to get our names out there so um yeah, yeah we'll exactly. give that guy a shout out but thanks for commenting man exactly cool. hey um before we get into everything i have been thinking a little bit this week um this month is mental health awareness month if you all oh, cool. don't know and as someone who has struggled with mental health and their um and depression and everything i did want to talk about this a little bit because um i read somewhere this is <laughs> i don't want to get don't want to get too down in the dumps but i do want to talk about the fact that like there are statistics right now that 2022 is one of the highest death rates in males because of mental health mm. and that is sad a that is such a sobering thing to think yeah. about um when we look at where we are today and so because of that i just want to say to anyone who is listening you are not alone in any of this we all struggle with it to varying degrees, but we all do struggle with it all the same. You're not alone. And the coolest thing about the, the different mediums that, that Landon and I talk about is that there are, there are artists, there are, there are writers, there are directors, there are movies, there are all sorts of different things that talk about that really focus in on mental health. And mm. there's a reason for that. It is because this is an issue that, that so many people struggle with. And so you're not alone at all, ever. You're never alone. Please, whatever you do, if you're ever feeling, you know, where you just feel like you don't have an out call someone talk to someone because you always do have you had there there's always yeah. an opportunity there's um, always somebody that out. wants to be there to listen exactly and, you know if you're somebody um, who's watching this that you know me or russ and you're struggling with this man reach out to, to either of us yeah, you know for sure we're here to help you guys we're here to create for community sure. and foster conversation and yeah um, everybody's included you know we want everybody so yeah, I'm glad so you brought just, that up, Russ. And there's a little yeah, piece just, of news that goes along with that as well. So I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. Um, uh, a couple things uh, for sure. Uh, we've talked about Obi Wan. Uh, for me, Obi Wan was a is absolutely. If you watch it and you really study it, for me, Obi Wan is a a show about um, what's the word? Uh, PTSD. Uh, PTSD. 
uh obi-wan is absolutely a show about ptsd um the the miracle man uh comic series by tom, tom king, king is also a it's a story about ptsd it's a story about depression it's a story about that there are really Man, good comics one, i know me too honestly i think one day one of these episodes we once we have a break and we can actually focus on some comics let's we we need to that, do that and also um his vision run vision mm, yes. miracle man like both of those things tom king's a freaking legend but like yes yeah so both those runs on my list of stuff to get to eventually <laughs> i just wanted the first intro to this episode to talk about that it is uh mental health awareness month and you know there is a there is a fight right now in you know it when it comes to men and mm -hmm. i just want to reach out and say you're not alone we we all struggle with it i struggle with it a lot um uh, personally and there's always someone to talk to um and so yeah. with that's that, a great way to start things off you know it's important yeah. that we cover some of these real life topics as well you know we're here to have fun and talk about nerdy stuff but you know you gotta be real sometimes ways, you know it's in a, a lot of ways so you guys all yeah. know like in a lot of ways this is the stuff that keeps me is what I, I push into when I am struggling with my own mental health. Yeah. And so that is why I am so nerdy about this stuff. And for, um, uh, for many of us, I think we could say that a lot of these, you know, a lot of different forms of media, television, movies, comic books, they deal with big issues like yeah. that. A mm -hmm. lot of times you just mentioned Kenobi, um, you know, Moon Knight is dealing with a Moon lot of Knight. that too. I mean, that's a new issue that Absolutely. came out today. And you know why we Absolutely. keep coming back to these issues and these these different forms of media and, and art is because we're looking for that connection and we're looking for that deeper meaning and we're hoping to find it in in this stuff, you know? And it's, it's nice to have that comfort there uh, when you're going through hard times, you know? And of course, you know, like we said, me and Russ are, we always got your back, so... Yeah, absolutely. No, I, I totally agree. I think that's one of the reasons a couple of the books that I keep returning to, I keep returning to. And it's because of exactly. that. Perfect example. Like I, 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 like I don't pick up Ghost Rider very often. I just don't. I just don't think it's, I, I just don't care. Like I like the character, but I don't, I've never been like interested really in it. And mm -hmm. I think Benjamin Percy right now is doing a really cool job with dealing with some of that like dissociative identity disorder and that all of that kind of stuff in ghost rider and so that's why i i continue to pick it up um, for sure slowly yeah. adding also it's got a great cover <laughs> yeah well, oh yeah Fantastic this most cover. recent one had freaking wolverine, wolverine on it man. and it literally wolverine says ghost rider it's, it's like ghost Karen. rider versus wolverine Nuff said and i'm like well that. that's just the best that's just the best you know cover ever why not um if the so, listen if the port if the porch uh message last night was not about discipline i would have gone ham in the comic book shop today and just bought as many things as i could because i saw that well, um i saw the wolverine cover i saw the punisher cover uh, apparently a new issue of punisher came out either last week or this week it was almost sold out there's only oh, one the issue one with, of that left. the knife He's got an he's got a samurai sword. I was flipping oh, through the issue, gotcha. but the big thing that grabbed me was Ares, the god of war, mm -hmm. has returned. And I have not seen him since well, like Siege back when he got ripped in half by Sentry. So that that had me kind of like, I should maybe read. They are prepping, they are prepping a war 
versus the Punisher and Daredevil. And Daredevil with because the hand Darede- involved because and everything. Because Daredevil's got said- the fist. He's pretty. He's making the fist, and then you've got Punisher, who's now the like exactly buzz on me uh he's the leader a, of the hand yeah he's, he's the like the, got that new the logo he's right kind of rocking of some the, uh, yeah rocking so, some ninja robes and he's got some swords and some blades cool. about him that pretty had cool. me really interested i wonder what i wonder like how aries returned but yeah anyways yeah sure. discipline and um, uh try not to buy everything <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I totally get it. Uh, there's a couple things in news that it's just like it's brief mentions. Um, big, I'm a huge Witcher 3 fan. Uh, the Witcher 4 has been announced that it is going to be coming out. And apparently news came out uh, either today or yesterday that they have said that it is going to kick off a saga of three games. So we're going to get another three witcher games which i think is really cool i'm really excited oh, about game, i think like video games for some yeah, reason sorry, i thought you games, meant like tournament games. games within the series no, no. and that's, that's <laughs> my head is still in house of dragon i'm like what are you talking about no so it's uh, yeah, so really yeah. cool i'm really excited about that guys we're getting closer and closer getting closer and closer to modern warfare 2's release mm-hmm. and then me getting back into the hard just just getting all in the call of duty i'm so excited listen um, man me and uh me and you we we dove into some games this weekend i told you about yeah, how i did, did a deep oh, dive yeah, did. literally deep dive into bioshock right because yeah. the city at the bottom of the ocean um true love that i had a i had a day off on mon uh not monday well we all had a day off on monday some of us but uh tuesday i, I took a not. day to just kind of veg <laughs> and just you know do my thing and uh it was much needed great day of rest but i just dove into bioshock and i played the whole campaign in like a day nice. and just love that game and that story um sound like you were playing something too yeah so uh saturday i kind of had a similar day where i was like well i got nothing to do um i don't have i'm good and so i kind of took a mental health day and played i start so i started playing control which is a game that came out i think last year mm-hmm. that has has been critically acclaimed and uh, I started playing it, and they started making mention to the game that that um, developer had done previously, which was Quantum Break. And the interesting thing about Quantum Break is that um, they did like a TV show with this game. So there would be like there would be like cuts that you would like play through an act. And then there would be a cut and the TV show would play. And it was the TV show episodes were like 15 minutes and then it would cut back to gameplay. And that would have like influence. It would like tell a different piece of the story that you weren't playing. Very interesting. And I, I just literally all day I sat mm. and played that game and literally finished it. I rolled <laughs> credits on the game. I literally woke up at like 1130. I like went to the gym. I came back and I, or no, I woke up at like, 10 and then went to the gym and then came back and then just played the game all the way through and it was fun like it was fun i had a great time you know no but it was fun i will say one thing i have been thinking about and if anybody watches this and hears this let me know what you think but i've played the guardians of the galaxy game i also have it oh yeah i forgot about that one so i think what i want to do is 
I think I want to do a play, a let's play, like a playthrough of that game for this channel, uh, for the Comics All Mode channel. I think that would be really fun for us to do. Um, do you, Landon? Do you Me have included. An Xbox? <laughs> I have an, I have an Xbox. I, well, I'll do it because I have the Series X, so it'd be nice, cool, crispy graphics. Oh, but sure. the other thing that I was thinking is that maybe, depending on how expensive it is, I don't know if it's on sale. And also, I don't know if you actually want to get it. I have the Avengers game, so like for me, it's like I, I you know. Mm. But I would, I was gonna say, like it would be fun, you know, whenever the next expansion comes out, because they always have some story expansion that comes out. Last one yeah. was the Wakanda one for Black Panther. Was it Wakanda uh, or was it Spider Man? Another introduced uh, Spider Man. They introduced Spider Man before Wakanda. Wakanda oh, okay. was like the big big update patch that like added like i think the campaign for that uh update was like two hours oh big deal wow and so um i was thinking maybe like again monetary if it's not if it's still expensive then we we can completely we can figure something else out but it would be fun like it's got to be on sale by now it's got to be on sale it's got (laughs) to be on sale um and so it would be fun. We could like we could play that together and do it. Then awesome. and you know record a video. You know talk about you know we'll talk. We we would we'd find a fun topic Marvel wise to talk about while we play it, and we could do that for sure. I think that would be a lot. I'm of fun. interested in the uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy only next gen consoles? Is that the no? It's it's uh, it's current, it's current oh, yeah. gen. Whatever gen it's is. current gen. <laughs> I played it on my other uh, on my older Xbox. The only Sweet. the only thing is is it's a single player game. So oh, that is, is okay. one thing. So it would be one of those things. Like if we were to do that, um, my idea was because I stream, I would just stream the game and then, you know, cut chunks and whatever. And then, you know, yeah. dub over if we want to talk about, if I wanted to talk mm-hmm. about something guardians of the galaxy related or whatever, but yeah, man, if, if you want to, if we wanted stuff, to I'm down, yeah, we could do that. Um, I got I a mic. Think, I got a game. I got an Xbox. You know, exactly. <laughs> so I, I was thinking we could do some of that. Like that would be fun. Um, sure. One day, you know, if I could ever get my hands on a PlayStation and get oh, Spider Man, I would. I'm I would love to do that. Dying to play Spider Man because that game. I've is really. Amazing. I've struggled. Um, I'm, I've struggled to not watch like the campaign and playthroughs oh, of it because I no, really. No, no, no. You I really want to. Wanna, you need to because i really I want to experience the story i, I know some of the big major story beats but i don't want to be spoiled about kind of the villain interactions and i got you um i mean i know was, a lot of the core stuff but it was a great i don't game. really Actually, know the structure of the story exactly yeah, so i'm trying to sure. keep that sacred but actually shout out joe my best friend um Hey, Joe. When I went out to Minnesota, I want to say last year. Yeah, when I went out to Minnesota last year, we had two days while I was out there that he still had to work. So I would... Oh, I, just I know where slept, this is going. Dude, I just slept in. <laughs> and then when I woke up, I like ate a bowl of cereal and played Spider-Man. Oh, and yeah, I... And then, you know, halfway through it, I switched to Miles Morales because I was like, you know what? I don't really want to go through the campaign. I more or less just want to swing around the city and fight crime. And so that's what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I switched over to Miles Morales. And Miles Morales is such a good game, too. Oh, it's and beautiful. Then, and then I was like, you know what? I love the Uncharted games. I want to play Uncharted. So I started playing Uncharted 4. Um, yeah, 
yeah, that almost made me pick up a PlayStation for sure. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna make the switch. I'm dying to play Spider Man, you know? Oh, and nice. uh nice. I've always and held Wolverine on to is Xbox. Coming out. Wolverine's Wolverine coming out, Spider Man two, you know, you got Venom thrown in there, so that's gonna be great. I've always oh, held gonna... on to Xbox because I was um in love with the Halo franchise, but I'm kind of falling sure. out of that. Now Infinite was not the experience that I was hoping it was. It was fine. It was kind of a return to normalcy. Yeah, true. But it was just kind of there. It was kind of lax for me. I, I didn't really get into it so much. And I'm not a huge multiplayer guy, so I don't really care about all the live service people are complaining about. Gotcha. But I'm gonna make the switch to the PS5 if I can nice. ever find one, <laughs> get my hands on one. Dude, I can't even. Be- I can't believe that I found a uh, Series X. Honestly. Mm. Um, I didn't think that they were even available, but they were. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think I will pick up a PlayStation when Wolverine comes out. I think mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to be that guy that has both because again, you and I have talked about this a lot and our audience knows I am a big multiplayer fan and all of my friends are on Xbox. Like I have mm-hmm. two friends on PlayStation, so it doesn't make any sense for me to switch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, dude, I love getting lost in a single player game. I love really? getting lost in one. That's why I'm so excited about the Witcher, the Witcher four to come out. Cause I'm ready to get lost in that fantasy world, which is why I have been so excited the last like week because we fantasy I overload got, I got these past house of weeks. dragon and I got Lord, Lord of the Rings. Oh my gosh. The power. Got two episodes of Rings of Power. That's great. great. I've only watched the one episode, but we'll get into it a little bit later. But yeah, um, yeah, I guess we could talk. uh, Let's talk comics. Um, Last week's episode, we talked a little bit about uh, Spider Man. Wait, you said you cut it? Did you cut it or not? There, I don't remember. I think (laughs) I cut it, and I can't remember. I need to go back and like. Somebody leave a comment below this uh, video if we made if we. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like Russ, you cut it or you left it in. So now you we just spent. <laughs> we need Damon Targaryen to remind us if we talk yeah, about retreading old territory. <laughs> um, but the biggest thing about this issue that recently came out is that we are now moving down the line of this Norman Osborn storyline. Okay, so that you all remember what's been happening with Spider Man. Issue one told us two things. One, some Spider-Man did something that pissed off everyone in the Marvel Universe. That's number one. We don't know what it is. Number two, Mary Jane is now married and has kids. So those are two very giant things that have happened in the Spider-Man Universe that we still have no answers to. But, whoa, all right, my... I don't know what happened with my whatever. We just zoomed out. Um, we don't have answers. <laughs> I don't have any answers. I can't can't tell you. <laughs> we don't have um, answers to Mary Jane, her kids. What's going on? Technical issues. We don't yeah, have answers. Um, so, but now we're in this era where Norman Osborn has invited Peter Parker to come work at his new company. Norman seemingly Osborne is reformed. Norman. Norman Osborne is seemingly reformed. Correct. Reforming because Norman. of 
because of the <laughs> sin eater. The sin eater essentially kill, essentially shot him and took all of his sins. So now Norman Osborn is no longer the goblin. He is just Norman Osborn. He's mm. also a better version of himself because Norman Osborn was always a two sides of kind of the same coin. The Green Goblin was like the bad was a bad guy, of course. obviously. But then yeah. Norman Osborn was always that like conniving, manipulative, um, very shrewd in his own right, and not exactly, exactly a good guy. You know? Exactly, he had, he had his issues. And so we have this reformed Norman, and it's kind of cool. It's 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 very it's cool to see this guy who is actually like, hey. I'm sorry for what I did to you and what I've done to you all of these years. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to kind of make amends. You know what it kind of reminds me of? It's um, There's an episode of Rick and Morty where uh, Rick and Morty go to a spa that takes out your toxins. Oh, yes. And you get toxic Rick and toxic Morty, which is basically the, yeah. the worst parts of them thrown into a gooey green awful toxic individual like it basically splits the personality so all your toxic traits are in one body one gross horrible body and then you get to go out of the spa and live your life without these toxic traits right and that's kind of what i i perceive norman as here is he's he's much better he's much more easy to talk to he has a little bit more of a caring side to him and it's like all those horrible goblin qualities and that conniving business side of him um, he's still I, th- I think he's still a very ruthless businessman, but he has more empathy when it comes to the people in his life and the people that surround him. I think that's the biggest thing is he has empathy, empathy. I think, exactly. I think I think and Norman Osborn cared about Green Peter's Goblin, I think Norman Osborn didn't have empathy when he was conf- when he was when he had Green Goblin. Yeah, he was an egomaniac. You know, yeah. he was. Uh, so I think he actually has empathy now. Yeah. And so, I really like the way that um, Peter interacts with Norman as well because yes. he is still pretty wary of Osborne. He's like, hey, yeah. man, your sins may be gone, but I have not forgotten what you've done to me. Or maybe yeah. – maybe he, is he still aware? I feel like he is because he's still pretty untrustworthy of Oh, of no, Norman, that's very much – that's, that's very yeah. much. It's, it's I know what Sin Eater did to you. Mm-hmm. And he, Norman may I not be aware trust, or whatever, but I don't trust it entirely because we've no. been down this road before. You yeah. have told me you were reformed and then you stabbed me in the back. So we've been down this road before. Yeah. And that's why so I, love I really this liked issue. how Peter was wary of that. And yeah. Um, and so one of the things I loved nice about issue. this issue is that that was a great dichotomy to, you know, the vulture trying to kill Spider-Man. Now, the Vulture is trying to kill Spider-Man because his granddaughter, who has been in Miles Morales' book, and she is now Starling, I guess. Yeah, I think Starling. Not familiar is at all. Essentially with a that. she she looks literally she looks like Falcon. Like mm-hmm. she her costume looks very much like old school Falcon. Um, following the tomb's legacy, very bird themed. Yeah, they, no, right? exactly. So, and so Miles told her about the fact that her grandfather is a killer like her grandfather is not a nice dude and like he her grandfather kind of left that out um when he kind of told her that she like that he like had this suit and like he's not really out there telling people yeah or especially his granddaughter whatever yeah i used to murder a bunch of people so like yeah so this issue (laughs) i'm gonna let that go this issue opens with uh with you know falcon and his grand or not falcon (laughs) 
Vulture and his granddaughter talking, mm-hmm. and she's like, you, "Spider-Man told me you were a killer." And old old man Vulture is like, "I'm gonna kill him," and goes after Peter. He's and Peter's like, like "What is mind. happening?" He's like, "I don't understand why. What what is happening?" Tiana, um, Tiana, and he beats Tiana. You're right. And he beats the crap out of Spider-Man. Like he beats yeah, the, he does. the crap out of Peter. Dude, this is um, a fight. His web shooters. He literally just keeps like he'll he like takes him to like really high and just drops him and then lets lets him fall for a good long time and then goes in and swoops and picks him back up, brings him back high and drops him again. You know, um, I've never seen I've never considered the vulture much of a threat to Spider-Man because, you yeah. know, in all the cartoons and all the video games, he's just the guy that can fly. Sometimes he has projectile weapons. You know, oh, like for his sure. Feathers or whatever. His thing is he's old and he flies. He doesn't have any superpowers normally, and he's just an old man with no, a, he's an with old a cranky with a attitude suit. with a flight suit. Exactly. Here, he is on a war path. He's on a direct line to Spider-Man. He's like, I am going to kill you. Yeah. And I loved how this issue showed that he can be a threat, even though he is yeah. just a man. And Spider-Man has this incredible strength, this incredible technology. You know, he's got this power the and everything. Things, the thing Spider-Man cool. doesn't have is he can't fly. No, so he can't. If he gets dropped from a very high place, he still goes splat. Which is why I appreciated how this issue kind of showed us that Toombs is not he's not new at this. He and Spider-Man no. have been fighting for a long time. He yep. knows what to go for. He slashes the web shooters and then he drops him like a sack of potatoes across New yep. York. And Spider-Man's like, I'm screwed. I have to come up with something. What does he end up doing? Does he create like a parachute or something? Yeah, out of like, webs? No, I think what he does is he like takes the web fluids and essentially just starts chucking them to like, oh, create like a yeah. break into like, create yeah, like yeah, a yeah. net. Um, so in this whole thing, he's like screaming at Norman, hey, bring me the suit, bring me the suit, because they worked on a suit. And in the previous issue, Spider-Man was like, I don't want that thing. I don't want it at all. Get that thing. It's away coming from, from Osborne. I want nothing to do with it. Yeah, I don't want anything to do with you and your suit that you created for me. Ugly. And he is just like <laughs> he's just like running across rooftops, jumping across rooftops because he doesn't have web shooters anymore. Yeah. And he's just like, he like calls up Norman is like, dude, bring me the suit. And Norman's like, no, I can't do that. I'm sorry. And he's like, I don't have any location services on you. I can't find you. And he's like, how do you not? And he's like, because per our agreement, I didn't put that kind of stuff in this suit. Like I literally he's trying to be good. Your, he's, he's trying, trying to, to be a good guy. So he's literally following Peter's instructions to the T. Which is ironic, you know, coming from Norman Osborn. And then, yeah, (laughs) and then it's funny, too, because, like, in this type of situation, you would think, okay, it's fine. You know what? Norman should just hop on the glider and go help Spider-Man. And literally, Peter says that. He was like, dude, I don't care what you have to do. Bring me the suit. I'm getting my butt handed me by the vulture. (laughs) He's like, I'm not doing it. I can't do it. I'm sorry, Peter, and hangs up on Peter. So Peter's like, all right, well, I got to get to Osborne. You know, the thing about somehow. the thing about that moment there was um, there's a really great panel of Osborne, like his fist is clenching and you can see that there's kind of this war inside of him. He's like, he wants to help Peter, but he wants to 
stick to his guns and respect the boundaries that were set up between them. And then there's a great shot like over the shoulder and you see the suit and everything. I'm like, Oh shoot. Osborne's going to put, put on this spider, this goblin spider Oscorp armor. He's going to fly out there. He's going to kick vultures, butt, and then it's going to be the reveal that Osborne's heroic identity is this goblin spider or whatever. That was my first thought reading this. I was like, Oh, he's going to put that suit on and go help here. No, that's so not what then, happens. No, I, I was like, happens. that would be cool, I think, if he did that. Peter uses Vulture to essentially bring him to Oscorp so that he can get the suit. And he comes out on this spider glider thing and mm-hmm. and beats Vulture. Yeah. I do Handily not care. About, I do not I do not care about this suit. I really don't. I think that honestly, this issue. Uh, the thing I care least about in this issue is the suit, because I think this issue is so strong in the storytelling mm-hmm. that I do not care about the suit. I, I, I hope, I hope this suit does not become like really important to the story that they're telling moving forward, because I think that would do a disservice to Spider-Man do a disservice to this version of Norman Osborn that they are telling the story in. I would agree. Because you know, it kind of it kind of cheapens the emotional weight of the relationship between Osborn and Peter. That's kind of right growing right now because if it's then, just oh here's the new spectacle right here's this cool thing and because I love the biggest thing I love about this issue is that we spend all this time just Peter getting his ass handed to him handily, and then we have this interaction with Norman and Peter. And Peter is just like, dude, what the hell? Like, I need, I am going to die. Like, and and Peter says that a couple of times. He's like, I, I, whatever Oz, uh, this vulture is hopped up on right now, which honestly, all it was, was just rage for the fact just that he anger. just lost his granddaughter. Raw. Like he lost. Yeah. It's just raw anger for the fact he that he just lost granddaughter away, his the only person that relationship with. with his granddaughter. He's like, I'm I'm gonna die. Like I like and Peter's very just straightforward. He's <laughs> I'm saying gonna be that murdered. He's like, I'm the dead. I'm gonna die. Embarrassing. And then we get, you know, we get the suit. The suit's really cool. And he instantly he defeats uh Vulture, which we all kind of figured was gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And then we get to the next really good part of this issue. And it's it's literally it's Peter and and Norman talking and Peter's like, dude, what in the world? Why wouldn't you bring me in this suit? And Norman goes into it. Like, he's like, dude, like, you don't understand. I wanted to, he's like, I wanted to help you so badly. I wanted to put this suit on. I wanted to jump on the glider and I wanted to go save you. But he's like, the problem is no matter how much I want to feel that whatever the sin eater did to me, has taken the goblin away completely. The minute I hop on that glider in my head, he's back. And I was, and I was this, I love this issue so much. It does such a good job. I know we were only going to talk about it for a little bit, but like, I've been thinking about it. I've been thinking about it for a while and really like love the depth that this issue goes into, especially with Norman's psyche. And it, it turned it, it affects Peter. It affects Peter. Peter for, for the last couple issues has been like Osborne. I literally do not want anything to do with you. 
I do not want anything to do with you. In the end, and they after, enter a partnership, right? They shake after, hands by the end. After hearing Norman kind of go through the process of what that day, what happened in that that whole fight, he's like, you know what? I I I will accept your job offer. So now we have Peter Parker working in Oscorp, which yeah. you know it's a Spider-Man. So obviously a, he loses um, his job and then gains a job. You know, wh- you get a uh, a cheeky nod to Parker Industries by that that yeah really yeah. spry intern that's running around. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, I mentioned Parker Industries or whatever, but that was yeah, funny. exactly. And then I was um, I was super glad that we didn't no. dig too much into the uh, Mary Jane stuff because she shows up. Maybe it was the episode or the issue before this, but like I remember seeing her show up and mm, yeah. I was not interested in that at all because it was weird and awkward <sighs> between the two of them. I don't like that. And then the guy showed up and I'm like, yeah, this is wrong. Well, because the guy punched Peter in the face. Yeah, that that's the whole what they point. said. So that was the whole point is that he punched Peter but the, in the face. The Osborne Peter stuff is really the, the pull of, of this whole yeah. arc right now. I, I will say I'm, I'm still I'm still very excited to see what is going on with the whole Mary Jane thing. Um again, I this is one of the reasons I love Spencer's run was because he brought Peter and Mary Jane back together. And so this this run breaking them apart really kind of I hate that. Oh, we're back to this again <laughs> we're back to this again and it, it just kind of sucks i just feel like they just do not want him to grow up they do not want to allow him to grow up and as someone who yeah. is growing up and spider-man is my favorite character i want to watch him grow up because i want to see sure. you know i want to see life mirrored i've always appreciated the older peters yeah and their and their wisdom and having done battle so long and been in the suit so long and done the hero thing for yeah for years sure. And I like that um, that veteran aspect to him, and and how yeah. the, everybody in the superhero community like looks to Peter because he is the ideal, the the values that he has is just phenomenal. And the awareness that Osborne is showing, like at the end of the at the end of the issue, was was fantastic. So yeah, uh, this is one that we're going to be watching uh, great issue. throughout the next yeah, the coming this weeks. This is definitely. Um, this arc has really piqued my interest, and I'm really excited to see where it goes. Not the last you'll hear of the Amazing Spider-Man on this on this yeah, podcast. Yeah, again, sure. you know, we, we it's kind of turned into a running joke for us. But God, somebody get Ramita Junior. <laughs> Ramita's art sucks. Please. There, we said it. <laughs> Please, dear God, like <sighs> you know when, what? It is when, what it is. When Peter, when Peter's in the Spider-Man suit, it's not that bad. But the minute he starts drawing like normal people faces, that's when I'm just like, I'm out. I'm lost. Especially, like, especially Vulture, the ugly oh, old man that Vulture is when you throw on well, this no, art style actually, on with, top of that. No, 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 no. With Vulture, it works because he's supposed to look like an ugly old man. So, like, it works. I mean, that kind of, yeah, that's, you're not wrong. <laughs> but, um, but, man, Adrian, anyways, too. Is, let's, we're, let's, we're, uh, we're going to transition uh, to TV. Um, yeah, let's do it. And you know, one day we're gonna have this cool like. Anytime we transition topics, we're gonna have like a cool. I want to have like a cool like transition page that says TV would be really cool. But I'm not well, we a graphic have designer. A good, so we have a good I, transition, uh, verbal transition. You know, we're sticking with the Marvel theme. We're gonna talk about She Hulk, right? We're gonna stick with the theme here. She Hulk. Uh, Megan uh, the Stallion. Oh, I'm gonna God, start twerking. No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I don't think I've ever twerked in my life. Have you? Thank God. No, uh, yeah. I don't think I ever have. I don't think I can. 
I don't want to. I, I may have repressed memories, but we this. won't go into that. We won't go into that. <laughs> Why'd they do this to us? Okay, so... Oh, man. What did you think? Okay, so we've already established that you are not a sitcom a sitcom person. Have we? So we, I, are, we, we talked we, about yes, it, but we, maybe we, we the podcast listeners week. don't know. I am we not a big fan. I'm not a big fan of that kind of scripted television where it's yeah. you, you got laugh tracks and it's like these quick 20-minute episodes and they're not taken very seriously. I hate the Big Bang Theory. I don't like Friends. Um, I'm much more of like I'm much more of like hey, a audience, audience kind of guy. I, I still love Friends, and I, I do it. actually you know, like I, Big Bang Theory. So please don't leave following just because he love doesn't it. like it. We, it's please, totally fine. Please come back. Please come back. Don't check out. Don't check out. Okay, thank you. Bye. Hey, at least you know they, we still got half half of this podcast enjoys those kind of things. You're right. You need some salt and pepper. You know, you need something sure. to balance exactly. it out. So exactly. I don't well, like that sure. stuff. She-Hulk isn't for me. I've I've expressed um, my distresses with this show so far. And this episode was nothing different. You know, I I don't really care for the tone of this. I don't really care for what's happening in the plot, especially when you factor in this other, this pug, this other lawyer and how he's trying to, you know, go up to bat against an elf. And like, she has nothing to do with anything except introduce Megan Thee Stallion. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is so so bad i don't like this at all and okay, then credit so. scene just was the icing on the cake so that's that's my thoughts on she hulk um let's get into some more positive stuff though what did, yeah, what did you um, think because i could be negative about it all day i am i am i am a sitcom a sitcom fan yeah. i do think this episode was better to me than the previous ones um other than the fact that i still love anything that has bruce in it and so yes mm. I'm feeling the the loss of having Bruce in it. But what I will say, and it's really funny, is she makes mention to the fact that, like, don't expect another, like, <laughs> this cameo. Remember whose show and this then, is. And then, yeah, like, yes, and remember whose show this show. This isn't a cameo show. And she's like, wait. It kind of is, had, though. We had, we, had, we had Bruce. We had Abomination. That's right. She's, had, she starts listing him off. She starts listing him off. And I'm like, okay, that was funny. Like, that was great. Um, but I have to expect Liv Tyler as Betty Brandt or Betty, <laughs> Betty Ross to just Betty pop Ross. up and have her be like, um, oh, you were in the 2008 Incredible Hulk film. Yes. Oh, gosh. No, please. Let's right. not do that. Um, it, it, I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. Um, I think it, it's very middle of the road for me. I think I liked it more. The sitcom aspect of it, I liked more in this episode than I did the previous episodes. Mm -hmm. um, I really loved everything with Abomination. I think that was amazing. I love the fact that, like, when he's talking to the board, he's like, well, you know what? You know what? I'll, I'll just show you and starts taking off the Crocs. And uh, <laughs> he just keeps taking his clothes off. Everybody's like, stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then Stop he changes it into Stop. abomination and just freaks everybody out. You know, I will and actually go against type and say that I didn't mind the abomination stuff. I'm still not mm. a huge fan of the direction that they're taking that character. But if right. you recall the last podcast that we did where I was just absolutely like, – yeah, was You were not a fan. I was like angry about it. Yeah, I've you were kind of it a bit. It. You know what? It's At least we it's got comedy. the same actor they're, they're, and they're there's doing comedy. times past and – it was kind of charming. I still feel like the the namaste stuff and the sister wives kind of pen pal group he's got going on is a and little here's much. What I, here's what I will say to that. 
there's no way, especially with the passing of the guy who played Thunderbolt Ross. Yeah. There is no way Abomination is not going to be in the Thunderbolts movie. So you're going to get you're going to get that version of Abomination. What you have to realize is because this is in a sitcom like feel. All right. these characters are going to be different because it they are playing up that sarcasm, that sarcasm, that sarcastic humor aspect of it. And the perfect example of this is: Did you see Marvel's poster of Matt Murdock? Um, Whoa, like they, Charlie Cox posted, on a poster? Yeah. So no, they po- they, I don't they want posted, to. Is that a thing? I've not heard of this. They posted. They posted a She-Hulk poster that has Charlie. Ho- that char- no, it's literally on Marvel. It's Charlie oh, Cox wow. um, as you know Matt Murdock. Is this recent? But, is this like news that dropped yeah, today? No, I don't no, want to see it. I want to see it. I know he's coming probably tomorrow. So just probably. Is it good? Um, at least does he look? Yeah, it's he not doing bad. like a Nightwing ass to frame. Terrible. It's kind of like, well, it's kind of like this. I, I can't find the actual, but it's kind of like this. Gotcha. And it's just Charlie Cox as Daredevil. You know, Disney Plus really does like dropping their character posters. It's kind yeah. of a nice and little so, thing after it, the episodes to see, oh, who's going to get a poster. And so week? it's just one of those things that it, it, when I saw that poster, I was like, okay, this is very sitcom-esque. Like, this makes mm-hmm. sense. Um, I like the posters. So that's where I will say, like, if you, you're going to get, you're going to get the abomination you want. You just right. have to wait till Thunderbolts. That's I'm happy to do that. I'm very excited um, for Thunderbolts. My only rebuttal and, would be to that is yeah, for sure. it's a shared universe. And yeah. when you kind of change the character's tones and oh, feels yeah. just based he's on not, the series, it just makes not, everything feel well, a bit disjointed. He's not going to change – a dra- I don't think he's going to change drastically, but he's still going to be doing like action stuff in that movie. So like you're going to get to see him in action. I, and I think um, he's going to do some action stuff in this in this series. Oh, yeah, I mean, there's probably, a lot that we probably. have not seen, especially when you consider like we have what seven episodes left, eight episodes, or yeah. something like that. There's a yeah, lot more episodes like um, uh, in this series. I think it's ten. But I I also kind of am formulating a theory that Emil's Ooh. faking all this because at the end of the episode he gets his way, he gets out of prison. There are yeah, caveats, sure. and he has to sure. not turn into the abomination, or else his ass is going yeah. straight back to jail. But he got he's out what's Which, that, that could like? also be a way that he turns that he gets into the thunderbolts like like say that now i don't know valentine is definitely going to show up to well recruit i don't know ass, which yeah. way i don't know which way they're going to take thunderbolts because the way they've set up valentina it feels very much like a suicide squad-esque thing so it could be that like he gets sent back to prison but then valentina mm-hmm. picks them up and like like you know, hey, I can I can commune your sentence if you come do some community service, and community service is hey, yeah. you're on the Thunderbolts kind yeah. of thing. You they could do something like that. I don't know if they are, so we have no idea how that's going to play out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, other than the, other, the um, abomination stuff, everything else sucked. Honestly, I I like like. Hold on, we what do you think of Wong? Oh, we got, we got I, no, Wong. That's why, I said, that's why I said the abomination stuff. Okay, that yeah, he was tied to that story. That side that was great. Storyline yeah. well, was great. I liked it. And like, I just it was up. it was fun. And the the side, the other side, like worked for me up until they kept like they like like 
went so oh, heavy dude. on the Megan the Stallion stuff that then when she popped up, I was like, oh, dude, God. I was even I I was even out when they started playing around with the Asgardian magic stuff. I'm like, this ain't it. This ain't uh, it for well, me. I don't know. I see. I like impersonating that the judge it, and then Megan the Stallion's there and that 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 all didn't work. See, I don't like uh, the way that they're writing that horrible male character. It's like he's just the there. One, uh, to oh, yeah, formulate he's a these political yeah. ideologies uh, and like nobody is well, yeah. actually like that really come on yeah and then poor it's, adria chase uh the uh, actor yeah. who's great in arrow is yeah. just downgraded yeah. to this yeah, yeah. From he, yeah. Where, i feel like, bad for him i feel bad that he's he, great he in arrow this role Prometheus? he's great in arrow he's oh great in arrow killed it um maybe he's yeah, got overall, something coming but overall this show is not what i was i've been hoping for it's honestly exactly what I thought it was going to be. And so I'm I think that's why, my ex- that's why my expectations are so low that I'm somewhat enjoying it. I'm mm-hmm. not probably not going to watch this a second time. Like this is definitely one of those shows that I just won't rewatch. I'm I'll rewatch certain segments. I'll rewatch whatever banner is in and I'll mm-hmm. rewatch whatever segments are important. Like I'll probably rewatch like the last episode. If I'm like, especially like if I'm doing a, a Marvel rewatch, I'm going to watch like the first two episodes and then the last episode, because we all know that the last episode of any Disney plus show is the one that actually matters. I was going to say it kind of ties into my theory that I've been formulating. So the other side of this is like the last scene we got in this episode correct me if i'm wrong i think it is yeah. though um she hulk gets ambushed by the shittiest yeah. wrecking crew i've ever seen in my life my god what okay, a wait, downgrade was those guys that, got. was that actually the wrecking crew i could yes. not remember I, okay. yes okay yeah, so you have bad. pile driver you have wrecking ball you have wrecker and you have um the, the guy with the Ooh. arms i don't care one of them was so downgraded he just wore like a hard hat and that's it like come on dude give him something give him a weapon you got guys with crowbars they got asgardian runes on him i will i will say ridiculous i I hated that it was hilarious i thought it was was funny funny, but it was like it took me out of it nobody gives a crap about the wrecking crew like they could do them so no nobody wants that nobody wants them done well that (laughs) the wrecking crew come on you got you're you're the only wrecking Listen, crew just, fan. They're just you're thugs. the only you're the only wrecking crew fan. They Avengers, are just mightiest heroes. They took them they down, are, but at least they had something to them. You know what I mean? This are, is just a they joke. Are, they, that's exactly that's what they are. And though. that's what they're meant to be. I get it, but I'm like, ugh. The, Anyways, the only thing, I think the only thing that they were there to do was to to push work. something, push a plot thread forward that is yeah there is someone trying to get her blood we don't know who, i have a theory of but there is someone trying to get her blood what's your you theory? To tell you want me to tell you yeah okay so so the wrecking crew was only there to kick off this plot right russ yeah, is correct right. and i think listen the tone of this fits really well with the way that they portrayed um samuel stearns played by uh, Tim Blake Nielsen, right? Uh, okay, okay, so I just watched The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he's right. kind of wacky. He gives a line uh, where he's yeah, like, I've okay. always been much more curious than cautious, right? Right. Who goes after the Hulk's blood all the time? Who's currently off-planet, not able to kind of help out with the superhero aspect of mm-hmm. things? 
I think the leader is out there. And since Emil Blonsky's ass is out of prison, who do you think is coming for him? Right? The leader. This has been something brewing for a long time. People don't don't know where the leader's been. I don't hate that. Tim Blake Nielsen, man, he kind of fits the tone of this show. I don't hate that. And And actually, he kind of does. Plus, the leader has always been wacky in the comics, too. So it would make sense that he's just kind of like completely just like a, a a wonky character that would just kind of like make sense in this yeah I'm you know how like, disney plus likes its I last twist that. villains I look at the yeah, kingpin yeah. look at the I kingpin don't, i don't hate that i don't we're gonna get that. leader bro i'm telling you i don't hate that i actually i kind of like that all right i cool. kind of like that too that's something that's kind of okay. this little thing you know yeah i think i think the biggest thing that this show needs is it needs something to tie it to the greater marvel universe right now i think i i and in as someone who loves Hawkeye to absolute death, Hawkeye was one of those shows that didn't really tie into the, oh, the larger-than-life Marvel Universe. Yes, it provided us to show the Kingpin, which is going to move us forward in the universe, which is great. But at the end of the day, it is a Christmas story. It is a story about Hawkeye. It is a story about Kate Bishop, and it is very, you know— at home it's very a uh, uh, a very small story which yeah. i love this though because it's she hulk and because she is a hulk yeah big deal there there needs to be That's something have more some and it needs it needs that because right now it just feels like just a sitcom and i hmm. don't it's marvel so it shouldn't feel like just uh this just uh that you know it should what, feel um, like something more I agree. You know, it's a project that recently came out that really didn't feel like it had any bearing on the Marvel Universe. What? The Eternals. Oh, really didn't yeah. have any connective oh, tissue wait, with hold, the hold. MCU. Okay. And then I was going to say... Let's, let's hope Thomas doesn't hear this because he will go on a rant that I won't, that I will have to listen to for like three years. I'm probably not going where you think I'm going because okay. the... Um, Continue. A lot of the Easter egg, a lot of the Easter egg sites, and the um, kind of discourse around some of the 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 nods to the comics and greater MCU things, little Easter eggs and things. Um, I did not catch this first time around because I'm not the kind of guy that looks at the newspaper strips and like what the words are. Is it a proper article? I don't care. But one of those things was the giant celestial man made of stone (laughs) in the Indian Ocean is finally brought up by something somewhere you think that'd be a big finally, thing finally the, it makes like, no the, sense it's so weird it's like this should be all the, over the, the news the avengers everybody should be on this but like who cares it's just the dumbest thing that i hate that i hate that movie with a burning passion it is so boring it is so boring it is a very pretty movie it is one of the most boring marvel movies i've ever seen at least thor the dark world had loki changing into captain america had loki, and right? and it had just had loki that's just had it loki. it just had loki so it was going to be better than anything eternals is literally the worst marvel movie on the <laughs> you know on what, the uh, block Eternals. It is. We're printing that. This is going. This is on. This is on the internet, folks. I was going to say. Um. So Joe and oh, jeez, Joe and Thomas, listen to me as I say this in on the internet. All right, and on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts, and I'm probably going to clip this and post this on Twitter or TikTok. (laughs) Eternals is worse. I'm going to look straight in the camera for this so that you guys know. Eternals is worse 
than Thor the Dark World and Iron Man 2. Oh, no, I like I like Iron Man 2. At least uh, Iron Man 2 Iron had Man Justin 2, Hammer. Iron Man 2 is a guilty pleasure film for me. Yes. So is so is uh Wolverine Origins. Yes. Don't ask. We've talked about that. We've talked about that. Eternals. <laughs> Eternals <laughs> is worse than Thor the Dark World. Thor the Dark World. It's also probably yeah, no, actually I I will actually I will do this right now. It is worse than Avengers Age of Ultron. It's Avengers Age of Ultron. Look at me and, and listen to these words. Everybody on the <laughs> internet. It is worse than Avengers Age of Ultron. It is a gorgeous movie. It is a gorgeous movie. It Both is boring are. beyond belief. And I do not care about what it sets up for the greater Marvel Universe. That is a completely different story than how it is as a movie as a whole. It is worse than Thor The Dark World. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. All right, I'm done ranting. Captain Marvel is worse than all of them. <laughs> That's my cold take. Um, I was going to say, yes, you know what Eternals uh, needs? Uh, Eternals needs... That. Eternals needs some sort of Megan Thee Stallion idiocy no. just injected into it because there's no life no, in the Eternals. They need, they, I love the ideas yeah. that it presents, and I think it there's needed, something there. It needed there. to give its characters personality. That's what something. it needed. Anyways, okay. um, so that's on. mentioned. That's fun. There's one other thing in that news article. Do you want to mention it? Shing. I probably just blew out everybody's. I just probably blew out everybody's eardrums. Shing, shing. Wolverine, yeah, baby. We got a man in man a bar. Pops, man in a bar pops his claws. Dude. Pops claws. Honestly, that that's the headline I want on my tombstone. Is I it Dakin? Be, I just want to be the man in the bar that pops his claws. Like, dude, if I could be the man in the bar that pops his claws. Dude, I, it gave I'm me sad. a I'm huge, not. it gave me huge um, Wolverine PS4 teaser trailer vibes. Oh, yes. just in the bar. Oh, everybody, everybody says, said that. Everybody said that. And that's, that's like fine. the whole scene. I have no problem right with that. There. That's literally, that's just Wolverine in general. That's, that is how Wolverine is portrayed. I'm excited about that because we're continuing to get so, mutants. We're continuing to get teasing mutants. And that's yeah. what I've said. This is what I said when we talked about what the slate of Marvel looked like. Phase, mm -hmm. is it phase five that starts with Fantastic Four? No, phase six. Phase Ooh, six phase starts six. with Fantastic Four, and then the only other two movies in that slate are Avengers Secret Wars and Avengers Kang Dynasty. The rest of that slate, in my opinion, X-Men. All mutants. All doesn't mutants. Kang Dynasty come out before Secret Wars, though? Yes. I think K Kang Dynasty is wrapped up by the end of season five. No, no, no. No, uh, Kang Dynasty, and then a year later. Right. No, it's like but Kang Dynasty, it's like Kang Kang Dynasty, Dynasty is still part of Phase 5 is what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Kang Dynasty is 6. 6 is two Avengers movies. Oh, yeah. You know it's, what, you're right. Yeah. Kang Dynasty mm -hmm. comes out in May, and then we get uh, in November, we get Secret Wars. Wow. There's one crazy. movie. I think there's one movie in between wow. those. Okay, so, so all those Fox now, properties yeah, so, are coming yeah. back. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna get Deadpool. Like we, we all know, we're gonna get Deadpool. We talked about um, in the car last I, night. She Hulk and Deadpool have to meet at some point, right? Yeah, it's for sure, inevitable. for sure. She's the only other person that breaks the fourth wall. Um. Okay, let's stop talking about Marvel. Yeah, we're done. Uh, so that's I, She Hulk. 
She-Hulk's just meh. But Typical. let's get to the two properties that we're actually really, really, really enjoying, and that's House of the Dragon Ooh, the and Rings of Power. Rings of Power, baby. Um, I would love to talk about House of the Dragon let's first because yeah, Lord of the, the Rings is really fresh right now because yeah. I literally just got done watching it. Um, you want to episode yeah, three? Give us, yeah, give us the plot synopsis of what episode three goes into, and then we can um, talk about it. So episode three is called something along the lines of Second Name Day or something, right? It's it's Probably, a huge yeah. time jump. I mean, they talk about that for a long time. They talk about there's the Second huge, Name Day. Something that's cool about this whole season so far is there's a huge time jump in between these episodes. Yeah, for right. Sure. So after episode one, you have Damon holding up in um in Dragonstone right for a couple years and then that whole stuff goes down on the bridge and then you have um damon and corliss valerian forming an alliance they talk about their alliance and And then by episode three this war has been dragging on for like five years because Aegon the second who is the heir to um, the conqueror just so you guys know Aegon this kid is the mad king that's one of the things that i remember i put together that I didn't realize this is this is the Mad King. I think it's one more generation. Right? Oh, damn! I, I thought no. Aegon does incite the whole Dance of the Dragons thing, which is okay. just how House um, Targaryen falls. So oh, he is yes. the impetus for all the yeah. bad shit coming. Yeah. He and Rhaenyra get into it, and you have the Blacks and you have the Greens, and those Blacks which we're going to obviously get in this. Black support Rhaenyra and the green support uh, Aegon's claim to the throne. Cool. Okay. In this gotcha. whole episode, one of the driving factors is who does Viserys really want to be his heir? He's questioning his decision to allot that position to Rhaenyra so early before yeah. conceiving a son with Alicent. So like I said, Aegon is like in his second year, which means yeah, two, two years have passed since. <laughs> yeah, he's two. What did I say, five? The Conqueror Babe is five years old. Um, anyways, so that's going down. But yeah. the real kicker of this episode and the coolest thing we've seen since maybe like Battle of the Bastards, there's a lot of parallels between that, is Damon Targaryen and um, the Syrian forces, the Sea Snake, right? They're in the Stepstones yeah. combating the They've been at this war for two years. They've been at this war, even with their dragons. The Crab Feeder has evaded them. The first thing we see in this episode is a guy absolutely getting squashed by wow. uh, Damon and Craxies on the beach, which is please, awesome. Please, please, please. Oh, Damon is here to save me. me. My prince. <laughs> Just god damn oh, i like i like laughed i thought that was oh, so it funny. was it was crazy like he just blood awful yeah, i thought it was like funny. a grape dude um, and it's he not was getting eaten by crabs and then got crushed by a dragon horrible fate terrible i love that, the way that the crab feeders forces are just brutal but that crab is really at the end dude. of the episode we see uh damon take on the crab feeder and uh yeah. kill the crab feeder so crab feeder's gone but man did we get some great scenes featuring his army and um Damon and Corliss Valerian yeah. going at it. So we talked about this on the car ride to church uh, yesterday. Mm. Um, or going home. One of the one what, of the <laughs> yeah. It was. I think it was on the way because one of the things that like we talked about that I have been struggling with with this season is 
uh, actually, I, I was texting Joe um, once once I watched Rings of Power. So I'm gonna. This is not. I'm not gonna talk about Rings of Power, but I'm gonna talk about its relation to House of the Dragon because I'm really excited that both of these shows have come out. Are they're very out different at the same too. Time, I realize they're both very different, but you can also see kind of the difference in how they're they're going in yeah, in similar directions in a lot of ways. Um, one of the things that I was talking to Joe. I was like, dude, I love rings of power. I'm really excited for this show. I mm-hmm. honestly, and I, and I said to him, I said, I, I think this show starts out much stronger than house of the dragon. And to Joe's point, him, he, he, he knowing kind of how I am and like what I watch and everything made a, a, a comment about, I think you just aren't a fan of, the politics because that is what game of thrones is very much so and it's all about the game and i totally understand that but in my head i love i actually love the politics my issue is that in game of in game of thrones when we talked about when they go into the politics they also they first make you get invested in these characters perfect example perfect example sean bean's character of Ned Stark. Yeah. Within the first like three to four episodes, you are invested in his character. You are, you are, you are rooting for him. You're rooting for his family and everything. And then thing, bad things start to happen to his family. And you're like, no, 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 not the boy. He's now crippled. Oh my God. Mm. Oh my gosh. Now they're going to King's Land. I don't know why I'm doing this voice. They're due going to, to all the, um, due to all the p- going, political maneuverings. They're going to you King's see this man Landing. and his family start to fall. And you, you start to see the game of Thrones being played and you start to see how he's not good at playing it. And so then you start to see how he gets manipulated in that. And in that way, because I already am a huge fan of these characters, because they actually made me care about these characters in the first four episodes, that game is being played. And I am invested because I am trying to, I'm hoping I'm rooting for the underdog, but then I'm watching everything else take place. And then that's when you start, you start getting invested in those other, the other characters playing at mm-hmm. the game of Thrones. And it's so, so interesting because you get all game these of different, is amazing. you get all these different houses and facets and they each have their, um, you, you know, like Otto Hightower, for example, he wants his family right. to be in that spot. He wants and Allison, I, he wants him up first there. First episode, First episode, uh, the Otto Hightower instantly piqued my interest. Instantly piqued my interest. The problem is that the first episode did not make me give a crap about Venera. Venera is not likable at all that first. Venera is not likable at all that first episode. And then the second and third episode are showing us like, hey, you have you need to care about this person. Yeah. But they didn't do a good job in the first episode of making me care about this person. And so then second and third episode just kind of felt like, oh, poor you. She did feel a little bit. I agree. I wasn't super invested in Rhaenyra, which is a shame but, because like this is all about her, right? Uh, and and she does say, feel though, like her story is held back a little bit in that regard yeah, because sure. I did feel like her coming was late to the game because 
for sure. You, know, you got Viserys doing his yeah. thing, and Damon, of, of course, is a scene stealer and everything. But um, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I get you there. But that's because perfect example. Damon's character in the first episode, you, he has charisma. He has he has that mean streak. He has a oh, side ferocious. of him that you don't, he has a side of him that you don't fully understand, and you just you can you can see it bubbling at the surface, but you're we're yeah. not sure what that He's is. Jaded. And then and you start to see that come up the more he talks to his brother, it's, the um, more he the brother, reacts yeah. to other people. It makes you interested in to see in seeing his character moving forward. And so then by episode three, I'm very invested in Damon's character. And when, when Viserys says, you know what, I'm going to send, uh, I'm going to send some soldiers to help my brother out. I'm not going <laughs> to leave him hanging. And that messenger gets to Damon and Damon kicks the crap out of him. Bro, and, then beast goes, mode. and then he goes, you know what? I don't need you. He and will goes solo this and, whole army by himself. Yeah, if he has just, to. He's not going to let his brother send in the reinforcements. Exactly. And the, the best that. part is in that moment, you're like, you understand exactly what's happening. You get it. It it clicks. Yes. Rhaenyra, I, my, she, her story hasn't, did not click until this episode. Like this is the first, see, episode three is the first episode that I actually gave a crap about where she's at. Like that was the, it was the, I think, honestly, I love the time jump because it pushes us so far ahead that you kind of have to fill in the blanks in a lot, in some mm-hmm. places on like what she's been through the last, like, yeah you know, two years. And I actually like that. Like, I think it gives her character a, a like a, like a, there's a sorrow there that I actually connected with. And I actually really like her character now, like moving forward. But the we problem don't... is for me is the, her, she's the main character of this. Like, yeah. it's obvious that she's the main character. This, she is the main character of house of the dragon. And it took me three episodes to actually care about the main character. That's, you know, it's that's also, it's also, uh, I think this problem with that character is, is elevated even more because we know that we're not, Excuse me. We know that we're not going to spend a lot of time with these characters in their current forms, right? They're not going to yeah, be true. children forever because we know that true. their older selves have been cast, right? And they're they're coming, right? right. So I think there's yeah. going to be a huge turnaround in the middle of the season where Viserys is going down, and then we're going to cut to like five, ten mm-hmm. years later when they're when they're grown, and then you really yeah. start seeing the ramifications of that. Um, that's what I think anyways. But um, yeah, I think no, for I me, Renera started clicking when she and Damon met on the bridge. And that was just such a fantastic. That's scene. true. You have I, all the I facets of, of the politics, but also just the standoff and the threat of war. And Renera yeah. coming in to swoop in and save the day shows that she's actually starting to take an interest in this. And then you have she the um, the uh, the like the metal metaphysical side of this where she uh, the stag the white stag appears to her instead of Aegon you know Aegon and Viserys kills and really sloppily kills I might add just another way to show that he's losing his grip man uh, a, a brown deer you know something that's lesser and they take a lot of time to kill that thing and that's because no. I don't think Aegon is the true heir it's still Rhaenyra she still has sure. claim the best claim to the throne and showing that stag come near her and the fact that she killed that boar really shows that she's starting to really believe in herself and want that 
Like that's what she's now she she's renewed her purpose in that. And I really yeah, love sure. the conflict between her and Alicent. I thought their mm, dynamic yeah, in this I, episode I really do was like great that. because really that's like that. some fantastic drama. You know, when you have this friend who may be more than a friend, I think there was a little something going on there. But then you turn around and have that friend marry your father, and now all of a sudden you're related to this person, and that's just classic Game of Thrones with the, with the familial relationships. Very complicated, but true. Creates um, great drama, man. It's so no, good. It, it, it's it, well it's written good. too, and it's it's fantastic. And I, I I love like at the end of the day, all three of these episodes are very well done, very good television, and I I think uh, episode three is definitely my favorite so far. Yeah, me too. Um, one of the things that I wanted to, for me. one of the things we wanted to mention is that um, we did get a comment on last week's episode oh, yeah. uh, because we were talking about the Iron Throne and we were talking about the fact that Viserys is 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 getting stabbed by the Iron Throne. Oh, um, he's degrading. Yeah, he's losing and, it. And in, you know, in episode two, he sliced his finger. Um, what if? I didn't catch this, but Landon let me know because he watched a, a YouTube video. Is that if you look close, Viserys doesn't have two fingers. So yeah, his left hand is missing is his that, pinky, which he cut, and then it, the infection must have spread to his other hand. So he's, so he's only what, got three so fingers over there. He's being infected by the Iron Throne. Now, going back to this comment, so we we were kind of talking about how like what our theories on the Iron Throne cutting him was. And we got a comment from Damon Targ. Apparently, he came out of <laughs> man the out, prince of the episodes himself out of the books and graced us with his presence. Yeah, how about that? Um, let us know that. Uh, and I'm going to just quote. I'm just going to read it here. It says, "In the books, the small folk believe rulers will cut, who cut themselves on the throne are unworthy to sit in it. Hmm. Joffrey in the books would always cut himself. That's really cool. I really that's a great um, yeah." That's a great I love that little idea. tidbit um, because, exactly. yeah, it, it really does. It does. It, it gives further context to what we've kind of been seeing over these last three episodes. And is that Viserys does not know how to play this game. He really doesn't. He is, like you've said, a peacetime king. Peacetime king. That is that is the only thing. He doesn't know how to play politics. But also and the other, the other side of it ball. is. I think he does know how to play politics. He just doesn't know to, how to yeah. – he wants to please everybody. You know, He, yeah, he had a line true. in this where he was like drunk off of wine, first of all. He got shit-faced that night and uh, he's out by the, the bonfire and he's got his wine and Allison comes out to him. What's wrong, my love? I can't I – don't, I don't know if I chose Renera, if that's the right thing to do. And He's like I'm surrounded on all sides and I feel like the people that I'm trying to please – are just letting others down and he's playing mm. this this back and forth where he just can't see the way that he's supposed to go he's upsetting people but he's also pleasing people and it's just a back and forth and yeah. i think that is just fantastic because this whole season is just the downfall of viserys and he is oh, currently sure. the only glue keeping things together because true there are whispers right there are whispers oh. of who is actually going to take the throne who is going to secede viserys and no better was this um, shown in the episode than Rhaenyra um, sitting in on kind of the women talking and gossiping about all of this stuff and that yep. war is on the horizon. It's just a yep. matter of when. Yep. And uh, and um, who is going to sit, you know, once Viserys does go. And there's no yeah, way he's lasting think, the end of the season. 
Yeah. Oh, there's no shot. Um, no shot I do think I, I, I do really love, I did really love, um, kind of the end side of this episode with Viserys conversation with Rhaenyra kind of letting mm-hmm. him know, Hey, you are my heir and he, I am he not, decides I am by not, the end. I am that's not right. changing that. And that's really cool. Cause you do. Yeah. This is, this is a guy who is, who like is known for his indecision and mm-hmm. you finally see him decide. You finally to see him decide, okay, I'm going to go help my brother. Mm-hmm. You see him decide, you know what, Rhaenyra, you are going to be my heir. And like, yeah. honestly, at the end of the day, you know, the craziest part is that is that we just saw him spell his doom mm-hmm. in in that moment of make of dis- finally making a decision on two different fronts. It is spelling his doom because it's going to a fire Damon up to a point that he isn't going to be able to um control yeah and then on top of that we know what's coming we know what's coming and Rhaenyra is going to be a very big player in that and it is going to break the houses as the prologue to this entire show stated that the the guy who chose Viserys I don't remember his name right now or maybe it was some, Aegon. Some maybe different form Aegon of Aegon first. or Valerian. A- Aegon the first or They're, whatever. They've all got an A-E in yeah. their name somewhere. They yeah. all sound the same. He said the thing, the 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 biggest truth is that the only thing that, that can take down the house of the dragon is of the dragon is the is the targaryens themselves like the targaryens are the only ones who can take the targaryens down and that's what we're that's what that's what we're going towards and that's also going to spell the downfall of the dragon as well because the dance of the dragons is just how and the captivity that the targaryens have kept the dragons in that's part of it too because once we get to game of thrones those things are gone they're not around anymore and it's it's crazy that daenerys even has the three that she has but um we're gonna see that uh, I think the series is what, like five seasons long? I think it's confirmed that that's what they're going for. I think so, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Um, no, they so he mentioned he mentioned Joffrey, um, and I was watching a video. There's actually a Joffrey Targaryen. I think he's on the greens. He also rides a dragon, uh, which is kind of cool. But the I'm other thing I was going to say guy, is there was not know, much... There was not much Otto Hightower in this episode, but when he did show up, do you remember what he was kind of talking to Viserys about? Uh, <laughs> he was like... He was like, "You should marry. You should have Rhaenyra oh, marry yeah. Aegon." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That was like some oh, cousin stuff. Some that's Sweet a bad high tower take. Listen, Alabama. Otto. Otto, I respect and you and the game you're playing, the politicking and everything. But man, that's no. that's a bad one. Come on, no, Otto. No, no, no thank no. you. Bad, bad call, um, dude. You know bad the other call. thing too is interesting about this conversation. We haven't once mentioned like the end battle. Like amazing, but like that's it's, how it's cool great, this stuff is important. and how it invested I am. Important. Yeah. No, it just it looked great. And yeah, crap feeder ended up not being really that important at all. But yeah. what was important is what it meant to Damon and how yep. he kind of came into his own he's through that battle. Ass. He's Bad. an absolute badass. He's a badass. Uh, but that's um, that's all I'm you can so say. I'm so intrigued in just the the game, right? That you were oh, saying. Yeah, for sure. The battles are great. The dragons are cool. I kind of have an issue with how the dragon just was like swooping in, and it's like, why don't you just use that thing to kill everybody? But yeah, um, yeah, literally just land. The I'm thing glad that the dragons are going to go extinct because 
damn, it's just a deterrent, and it's <laughs> land I see the, the dragon. Land the dragon. Point the dragon's face towards tunnels and blow fire. You just starve them out. You're done. You're dead. Everybody's dead. Everybody is dead. There's just these. This isn't Smaug. You know, he doesn't have like a a, a weak spot. All right, that they can right. go after. You know, they can shoot Damon, but like literally yeah. land dragon, point dragon towards tunnels and you just burn everybody in the tunnels. Exactly. Literally just starve them out. Easiest, easy. I like easy. that we did Not- see that the, the flaming arrows did sort of have an effect on Caraxes. He kind of had yeah. to, he got, and then he got out Damn. of there. And then at the end, we did see Damon. They're a deterrent. A hits, they're a, de- you know, you they're a deterrent that. at the end of the day. Um, um yeah, I don't have anything. I think that's more pretty much say. all I have. I mean, there's some great uh, parallels between uh, Jon Snow facing all down. Right, so we we have a we have a dilemma here. We have a dilemma here. It is we're already through an hour, and we haven't yeah. talked about Lord of the Rings of Power. I uh, we can let's do, let's do it now. We'll just talk for another right, ten. All right, or 20 so minutes. we're gonna talk about the first. We're gonna talk about the first episode. Um, let's do I, it again, dude. Okay, so first off, I love this show. Mm-hmm. Literally, instantly, the minute it started, I just. I, I became in I just became in love with this show. Um this ends with Galadriel jumping into the water, yes. Um I only watched the first episode and it did right. end with Galadriel okay. not deciding to go I, into the Great Beyond. I just want I just want to make sure that that's where we end where so that I don't spoil anything moving past that. Um I took this notes. this episode does a really good job. So this is actually something we talked about yesterday as well, and I wanted to talk about it more on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, this show does something that House of Dragon, I think, kind of fumbled the bag on to me. Um, you know, when Lord with Lord of the Rings, when Lord of the Rings first came out, that first movie has that epic prologue, right? And it, it gets you all caught up on everything you need to know for the history of Lord of the Rings. Right. This episode does that. Very well. But does that in a way that still incorporates the rest of the story. Like you're, you learn it through this episode. You learn every, you learn because we're going from Galadriel's point of view and Galadriel is the main character, especially of this episode. Mm -hmm. And it looks like at least one of the big main characters of this first season. That's a huge main character. You start seeing, you see her history through her eyes. So you get to see the trees, the great trees. And then you hear about how Morgoth, the, um, you see how, you hear how Morgoth destroyed the trees and corrupted them. And like all of Middle Earth engulfed in war. This thing is gorgeous. This this show is absolutely gorgeous. Um, they they do a really good job of bringing you up to speed, especially if you don't know the lore of Lord of the Rings. Um, and yeah, so as someone, uh, yeah, so yeah, I, I can I, I can vouch like, for that. I can I can gush over this show forever. Um, and I honestly, I want to talk more. I think episode two really starts to focus in on. Oh, okay. No, this this does happen in episode one, which we'll get into. I, I have a theory, but I want to hear your side uh, because really the biggest thing that I want to talk about in this episode is the guy who comets down to earth. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so about that. So let's this whole this whole episode was bookended by amazing events. I'm talking like gold standard television. That whole opening montage of Galadriel and her brother Finrod. (laughs) I was I was like writing down names and locations just so I wouldn't forget anything. The only person I remember from the memory is Galadriel (laughs) and Elrond, but um. Yeah, Finrod. So her brother dies. That's her whole motivation, which I think is great. And that's what's driving her, right? And that's why she's so tough on her, you know, her compatriots and everything. I think she was a little bit overbearing. I don't think that she's a great leader, but that's going to be probably her arc is learning. I think that's the point. I think that's the point is that...